Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to the Science of Getting Rich. I'm your host, Gerald Peters. Always remember, whatever you think about comes about. Whatever you focus on grows. Part two of our series. We've started a new series going into the new year. If you go to GeraldPeters.info, click the link, scroll to the very bottom. You can probably find a free PDF of the science of getting rich. I've been slowly kind of working on my own updated version with our, I should say with my cliff notes. If you know my story, this book has been very influential, influential, influential in my life. This is one of my favorite books. Okay. And we've talked about already that we, we kind of went through it. There's 17 chapters written in 1905 by Wallace Waddles. We started with the end, the summary, and now we're going to work through it. And I would encourage you to take your time Go one chapter at a time. Don't rush through this. This is not a novel. And you're going to read it, and you're going to reread it, and there's going to be times it doesn't help you. There's going to be times you're like, this is bullshit. And there's going to be times it's going to be exactly what you needed to hear. Money. Man, it's such a problem. It can be such a struggle. And the truth is, guys, no matter how much you get, you need more. And, and yet, you have to be content and blessed with what you have, while at the same time, you want more. You know, Buddha says that life is suffering because we always want something we don't have. And I simplified that. But it's true. We probably don't need as much as we need, and yet we need more than we have. Because if you have desires in you, and I'm fixing to start reading from the book, chapter one. Chapter one is entitled, The Right to Be Rich. And this is so important that it's, that what I mean by this is like, people like you, people like me. I was raised by a single mom, early part of my life. She's never been good with money and we struggled. And yet we survived. And I don't really have any bad feelings about that. And yet when we have children, we want to bless them and give them all we can. And it's a struggle. And if you do get money, we want to make life as easy as we can for our children. And yet there's a little bit of us that knows I'm probably stealing from them. And I used to worry about this. And not that I was flying around in jets or anything like that. But, you know, my son never lacked for anything. Need an iPhone, we buy an iPhone. Because his dad studied this money thing. And I used to wonder at times, was that, was that bad for him? Was I actually harming him? Was I going to steal? Because let me let you know something. Part of what helped me, man, part of what helped me in life, is that scrappiness. I needed it, man. I didn't have anything. But I could see it and I wanted it. And this book kind of helped me with that. And that feeling you have of wanting more, you're going to see in the book, if you feel like that's greed or maybe God doesn't want you. And I know a lot of you are like, what are you talking about? Some people struggle with this. And you know you do when your preference is like, I'm not greedy. All I need is, and it's like, no. Remove that. 
You need more than you need today and tomorrow. And whatever that number ends up being, that's your number. But don't feel bad about your number. Anyone in America, regardless of age, race, or financial situation, can acquire $10, $20 million. I believe that. Now, you may not. I'm saying what is possible. I'm talking about average blue-collar people can do that. I know. I've seen it. I'm going to do it. I'm well on track there to do it in this next seven to 10 year run. Because once you understand money, time times amount times yield, you can double your net worth every seven to 10 years, if not more. Chapter one, whatever may be said of the praise of poverty, the fact remains, it is not possible to live a really complete or successful life unless one is rich. Man, that's like fingers on a chalkboard. Gerald, are you saying my parents didn't live? Yeah. I didn't say they, they're not valuable. I didn't say they didn't serve a purpose. I'm not saying God didn't use them. I'm not saying their life meant any less than anyone else's. This is talking to you. It's not a judgment on other people. It's saying to you, there is shit you want to do. And if you don't have money, you can't do it. That's what it's saying. And so if there's desires in you that require money, that's what this is talking about. It's saying you're never going to live to your fullest potential. You're not going to bless all the people you wanted to bless. You're not going to be able to give to all the people you wanted to give to. You're not going to be able to rescue all the animals or paint all the pictures or cook all the food or share your art or push your message if you're limited by money. Because if you have the money, you're going to see you can buy the shit that'll help you get your message out. And so maybe you got to get the money right in order to get the message right or to get the painting right. And you've heard the, the term starving artist. Why does that have to be? Why can't you get rich in real estate and be an artist? Now, the book uses these terms. We've talked about this. I'm going to read from it. And sometimes I'll say man and woman. The book never mentions women, by the way. It was written in 1905. Back then, man, manhood, mankind. It's just generic. Remember, woman came from man's ribs. It's just the way old literature is written. Go with it. Don't let it bother you. No man can rise to his greatest possible height and talent or soul development unless he has plenty of money. For to unfold the soul and to develop talent, he must have many things to use. And he cannot have these things unless he has money to buy them. You can't be president unless you raise a billion dollars. Doesn't matter how good your message is. Doesn't matter how much you, Mother Teresa needed a lot of money, by the way. It was very, very expensive to keep the Mother Teresa show going. And yes, she served a lot of people, but without any money, she couldn't serve them. She couldn't become the Mother Teresa we know if she didn't have millions and millions and millions of dollars. There's actually an interview out there on YouTube with the guy who was the money manager for Mother Teresa. She lived in the abstract poverty, but he was our money manager to invest the funds they raised and help them allocate it. Takes a lot of money to be Bernie Sanders, by the way. For to unfold the soul and to develop talent, he must have many things to use. And he cannot have these things unless he has money to buy them. Man develops in 
mind, soul, and body. Keep that in mind, three parts. The, tr the Trinity, a lot of connections to Christianity here. The writer was a Christian in number three, God, the Father, Son, Jesus. That number three is symbolic through a lot of religions. But man, and I think I teach the three keys to life, health, wealth, and mindset. This is the same thing. Man develops his mind, soul, and body by making use of things. And society is so organized that man must have money in order to become the possessor of things. Therefore, the basis of all advancement for man must be the science of getting rich. Now, when I hear that term science, for me, that just means a duplicatable process. It means there's a blueprint, it's repeatable. In science, they have the scientific equation. You know, failure is part of science, by the way, meaning they prove something by disproving a bunch of other shit. So failure is part of the money process. Investing is part of the money process. Because I put myself out there a lot and I talk a lot about stats when I get one wrong and I will, people let me know about it. And it's like, yeah, bro, but I got this one right. And that's part of the process, man. It don't bother me to get a stock wrong, guys. I'm going to get them wrong for a long time, man, but I'm going to get a lot of them right. And what makes it work for me is I have a repeatable process that I have faith in. Man develops in mind, soul, and body by making use of things. And society is so organized that man must have money in order to become the possessor of things. Therefore, the basis of all advancement for man must be the science of getting rich. The object of all life is development. And everything that lives has an inalienable right, meaning you were born with it, to the development, to all of the development it is capable of attaining. You were born with this right. Man's right to life means his right to have the free and unrestricted. Sorry to call. The object of all life is development. And everything that lives has an inalienable right to all of the development it is capable of attaining. Man's right to life means his right to have the free and unrestricted use of all things which may be necessary to the, fulfill, to the fullest mental, spiritual, and physical unfoldment. Or in other words, his right to be rich. I mean, nobody can stop you, man. So drop all the crap. People like us, you know, I'm from the ghetto. I'm this, I'm that. Nobody gives a shit and you've been empowered, man. You just got to claim it. You have every right to have what everyone else has. Wallace says, in this book, I shall not speak of riches in a figurative way. To be really rich does not mean to be satisfied or content with a little. No man ought to be satisfied with a little if he is capable of using and enjoying more. The purpose of nature is the advancement and unfoldment of life. And every man should have all that he can contribute to the power, elegance, beauty, and richness of life. To be content with less is sinful. Man, think on that. Think on that for a second. What if accumulating shares of stocks was, if you didn't do it, you were sinning? Sin, guys. Like not keeping your money is sinful. Think on that. It's gross. Like, think of the words he's attaching to it. It's sin. It's, it's pretty heavy, man. To be content with less is sinful. 
And I used to think on that, like, wow, man, what does that mean? Because on one hand, we're supposed to be content and grateful. It says that in the book. And yet, if we're truly content with it, it's sinful. And I think that means to be content and yet stop. Because if you go in and you cut down a forest, if you burn it down, it comes back bigger and greener. It's content being a forest. But go in and cut it down. It comes back stronger. Because it has an inalienable right to live. You plant a seed, hit it with water, some sunlight, it comes out. It has an inalienable right to grow. The man who owns all he wants for living, of all the life he is capable of living, is rich. And no man who has not plenty of money can have all he wants. Life has advanced so far and become so complex that even the most ordinary man or woman requires a great amount of wealth in order to live in a manner that even approaches completeness. Every person naturally wants to become all that they are capable of becoming. This desire to realize innate possibilities is inherent in human nature. We cannot help wanting to be all that we can be. He's saying it's a seed in you. In other words, those ideas, those desires, that podcast you want to do, that blog you want to write, that po- that art you want to draw, that rap song you want to create, it was planted, man. My desire to teach the money flow, my desire to teach, you don't have to die broke, my desire to teach the buckets, man, I don't know where that shit comes from. I don't know why I want to do that. Man, I don't know why I care about a stranger, but I do. It was planted there. I can't explain it, man. I'm being used by somebody else, you know? It's like, you know, I meet a stranger. It's like, I want to help them. Because I know the voices in their head aren't saying this. Nobody's walking you around reading this. When you go to work, very few people care if you're prosperous. They don't care about your debt. They don't care that you have the things you need to attain to become the things you want to be. Most of the time, they're living for the weekend, man. To understand the science of getting rich is therefore the most essential of all knowledge. Only three ways to get rich in America, side note. And there's actually only four things you can invest in. I have this at the core. If you go to thepetersreport.com, before we even get into stocks, I write a little thing that says there's only four ways to get rich. Let me see if I got it right here real quick. I think this is important. Man, there's so much in this free report, man. I don't know why I do this. I know why. It's not me, but it says, welcome to the Peters Report. My name is Gerald Peters. I'm the author of the Money Flow Trading System. See page nine and the free ebook, You Don't Die Broke. This report is updated throughout the week and in an accompaniment to the two before mentioned books. The report is here to help you get more out of the books. I invest and make the trade showcase in this report on page four. The dividend portfolio is listed on page 18. This is part of a money flow trading society. See page 29 for our private trading group. We have a discord and text alert notification system for the buy and hold trade month. This newsletter is about accumulation. This newsletter is about me trying to get rich and then sharing it with you because I believe we're two or more there's power than one person. So I could do this at home, but then as I begin to push it and to share it, what happens? I get blessed. 
I don't know why. There's nothing wrong with wanting to get rich. The desire for riches is really the desire for a more fuller and more abundant life. And that desire is praiseworthy. The man who does not desire to live more abundantly is abnormal. And so the man who does not desire to have money enough to buy all he wants is abnormal. In other words, it ain't you. They're the ones with the problem. There are three motives from which we live. We live for the body. We live for the mind. We live for the soul. Remember I said the same thing. Health, wealth, mindset. You need to do all three. And, you know, Lord help you if you destroy all three. No one of these is better or holier than the other. All are alike and desirable. And no one of the three, mind, body, or soul, can live fully without the others. Without the others, is it will be cut short or full life and expression. Let's read that again. No one of these is better or holier than the other. All are alike desirable. And no one of the three, body, mind, or soul, can live fully if either of the others are cut short or short full of life and expression. It is not right or noble to live only for the soul and deny the minor body. In other words, you can be holy as you want, but if you're broke, it's going to be hard for God to use you. Even Jesus had to catch a fish and pull a coin out of his mouth because he didn't have one in his pocket. And so he needed people's money. Mother Teresa needed people's money, by the way. Obama, Clinton, and Trump need other people's money. Matter of fact, all the money that you need or want is in the pockets, purses, wallets, checkbooks, and credit cards of other people. Think about that. We are all acquainted with the loathsome consequences of living for the body and denying the mind or soul. And we see that real life means the complete expression of all that man can give forth body, mind, and soul. And you've met people like this, uber religious. And the rest of their life is a problem. Or they're totally into health, yoga, eating right, going to the gym, being all that shit. Ain't got no money. Ain't got no money. We got to do all three. Whatever he can say, no man can be really happy or satisfied unless his body is living fully in every function. And unless the same is true of his mind and soul, whatever there is, wherever there is unexpressed possibility. Oh man, you got a lot of this. So do I. How much unexpressed possibility do I have? How many more people could I reach with my message? What if I got my shit together, increased my production, really got systematized, got up early, pushed it harder? Could I go bigger? Could I get more? Of course I could. So could you. Wherever there is unexpressed possibility or function not performed, there is unsatisfied desire. Desire is possibility seeking expression or function seeking performance, meaning that desire you feel, it's holy, man. But let me ask you, why you want to get rich? See, the book says here, gives you a reason. So you could do what you were called to do. See, I couldn't, I've always wanted to teach about stocks. I've always wanted to teach about getting your money right. I'm fascinated by it. I love it, man. But I couldn't do this like I do now until I had 
several million dollars invested because I needed enough money to sustain me and my mission so that I could go out and do this unsatisfied desire that I have. You get it? So the more money that I get, the more shares I accumulate, the more I increase my dividend income, the more I can increase my rental income, the better my Airbnbs do, my other 16 properties, the better my 117 stocks do, the better I manage them, the richer I get, more people I can help, right? I'm not dependent on Google. I'm not monetized on Google. I don't fuck Google. I use Google. I don't need Google. I use email. I don't need email. I use, you get what I'm saying? I'm using them to accomplish what I want. But I need money to do that. You need money to do that. You want to protect your restaurant? You want to protect your job? You want to protect your children, your business, your dreams, your loved ones? You do that through the accumulation of wealth. Man cannot live fully in body without good food, comfortable clothing, warm shelter, and without freedom from excessive toil. Rest and recreation are also necessary to his physical life. Now, I could probably spend a little more time on that, if I'm being honest. Some of you could probably spend a hell of a lot less on that, if we were being honest. If you, let me, let me say this. And then you, you have to solve this for you. And this gets harder the older you get. But if you have an actual mission, guys, if you have an actual goal, if you have a burning desire to accomplish something, you are going to find it very difficult, very uncomfortable to just sit for hours at a time and not pursuing that. And if you find you can, we have to conclude that's actually not your desire. It's actually not the thing you want. A lot of people tell me they want to be traders. They really don't. They want the result of trading. They like this idea that you could do it from home and you could make all this unlimited money. But the day-to-day grind of being a trader, the losing, the slaps, the confusion, and not knowing what's going on, all the voices in their head, that steals their dream. And they realize this shit is actually hard. And I got to put in 10,000 fucking hours and I got to grind it out every day. And I don't want to do that because it's not congruent with their lifestyle. So the thing they want, they can't, you've got to change your life around it. And if you can't mold your life around the thing you truly desire, you can never accomplish the thing you truly desire. So find out what it is and don't chase trading. If it's not trading, you're just wasting your time and don't chase trying to be like, you know, my friend over here, this guy over here doing that. If that's not your actual desire, does that make sense? So we got to get it down. People ask me all the time, how do you know what it is? Whatever you would do for free. See, Jesus did it free. MLK did it free. George Washington did it free. Jay-Z rap free. Michael Jordan played basketball free. Tom Brady played free for fucking years. And I emphasize that. I know a lot of people hate these words, but it's so important. If you won't do it free, 
you don't actually desire it. Because everything, matter of fact, if you won't pay to do it, think about that. How many drug users will pay every penny? Because that's what they desire. And they get it. And they structure their life around it. If you structure your life around what you truly desire, the universe will give it to you. But you have to deserve it. He cannot live fully in mind without books. Sometimes people say, well, I don't like to read. Well, then stay broke. And time to study them. There's a lot of shit I don't like to do, but I got to do it. Without opportunity for travel and observation or without intellectual companionship. To, companion, this is important. He cannot live fully in mind without books and the time to study them. Without the opportunity for travel and the observation or without intellectual companionship. To fully live, to live fully in mind, he must have intellectual recreations. And he must surround himself with all art and beauty he is capable of using and appreciating. To live fully in soul, man must have love. And love is denied expression by poverty. A man's highest happiness is found in the bestowals of the benefits of those he loves. Love finds its most natural and spontaneous expression in giving. Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. It's at the core of most religions. The man who has nothing to give cannot fill the space as a husband, a father, a citizen, or as a man. It is in, or woman, king or queen. It is in the use of material things that man finds full life for his body, develops his mind, and unfolds the soul. It is therefore the supreme importance to him and her that they should get rich. It is perfectly right that you should desire to become rich. If you are a normal man or woman, you cannot help doing this. It is perfectly right that you should give your best attention to the science of getting rich. For it is the noblest and most necessary of all studies. If you neglect this study, you are derelict in your duty to yourself, to God, to humanity, for you can render to God and humanity no greater service than to make the most of yourself. Wow. That's chapter one, man. Whew. Man. Man, let that give you permission. That's why I use this word all the time. Rich, rich, rich. I had a good buddy, Rick Jarman. Old school owned 128 houses. Rick didn't like that word rich. He just didn't like the way it said. I think some of that had a lot to do with his, he was very, um, you know, Baptist, Southern. Um, some of that's crazy. Sometimes you feel bad, maybe. I think he had some hangups with that word. I like the word because it comes from this book. And if you ever eat a cake and you're like, man, that's a good cake. It's kind of rich though. What does that mean? I mean, it was too sweet, man. It had too much. And I'm trying to get too damn much, man. Because that is the secret. If I have too damn much and I got plenty for myself, then I can give and I can share and I can fulfill and I can answer a dream and I can live a more abundant life. And the person who seeks not to do that is selfish. In other words, if you make just enough for you, 
you are selfish. And so if you make just enough for you and you got just enough to get by and then you take the weekends off, you are selfish. Now, they won't see it that way. But the students of this book, the people who want to be more, become more, have more, and do more, and be an answer, a blessing, a prosperity to other people, will understand that. Now, don't go around telling people that. They're not going to like you. Okay? But that's why when I see people do dumb things financially, I just want to cry. Because I know they just cut themselves off from ever fulfilling what they've actually been called to do for the mundane bullshit of this world, man. And they give up their dreams and their highest possibility to buy a stupid car or overpay and buy too much house. And they give up all of the fucking things their family could have accomplished for some stupid trinkets here and now. And it's unfortunate because those things are laid up for you. But you got to do them in the right order at the right time on purpose and study this, man. Man, God, man, I love, I love this, man. I love you guys. I appreciate you listening. We worked through the first thing. Um, let me end with this before I get too carried away. A couple key points. You have a right to get rich. There's nothing praiseworthy about poverty. Sometimes we glorify it. Oh, my mama worked from the hood. She made the best she could. Like, yeah, whatever. She was still poor. Didn't study. Didn't contemplate wealth. Could have. Didn't. Okay. You can. Don't glorify being poor. Glorify your trip to try to get rich and get the people out of the damn poorness, okay? Out of poverty. The takeaway here is that anyone has the right to do this. Nobody can stop you. The other thing is there's three parts to your life, health, wealth, and mindset, or he says body, soul, and mind, same thing. It means there's three key points. You need to be working on your health, take your medicine, do what you can. You ain't got to be fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, but go for a walk, man. It's a good time to contemplate on wealth. Stop listening to music. Listen to some shit that can educate you. That means you should be spending an hour to two hours every day. Every man on here should be the things that can improve your life, your health, your wealth, or your mindset. Every day it passes, you don't do that. You're going backwards. You're not fulfilling your purpose. Contemplation. Now, something that I could take from the book that I need more of is rest and recreation. He says that, that's hard for me. One of the reasons it's hard for me, guys, is what I do for fun is what I do for money. What I do, see, the stuff I do now to get paid, I did free. I, I paid to trade. I trade, lose money, put more money back in, trade, lose money. I paid to trade for years. I paid to learn to do divisics. I paid to do real Like I'm doing that shit whether I'm making money or not. That's what I did in my free time. That's what I did for my hobby. That was my contemplation time. You get what I'm saying? So the more that you can switch your leisure and recreation to things that could benefit you, it will exponentially grow your wealth. You don't do it your whole life. Okay? But nobody in here under 40 should be able to just fucking relax all day. Like, I don't... That's got to eat at you, man. Right? And if you are... Make sure you're doing that contemplation thing, okay? So that's kind of the takeaways there. And this idea that success in life, it really what it comes down to is just becoming what you want to be, man. What is it you want? Say it. And then go get the money to make that happen, okay? What is it you want? You know? That's it. That's the key, man. What is it you want? 
All right, guys, thanks for listening to the Science to Getting Rich podcast with Gerald Peters. We just kind of ripped through chapter one. We pulled out a lot of good stuff. Go back and read it, reread it, read it, highlight, underline it, use it to empower yourself. Um, anything I can do to help you, as always, hit my link, grab my free ebook, plus you grab a copy of Science to Getting Rich. Get on Amazon, get yourself a copy. Follow along next week. We'll get into chapter two, then three, and four, and five. We're going to work our way through it. Maybe we can get through it twice this year. And, uh, Memorize it, man. Memorize it. God bless.